0: Seeing this film, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, it's a goodbye from Bruce and the band." And I, I don't, I don't see it as that really. I, I think it's more of a, in a way, an acknowledgement or even a celebration in a way of look at how far we we got. You know, th- this is this is what it taught us. This is what we've got from it. And I, I don't see it as the end of anything. I, I guess you could. I mean, if if they never did another tour, that that film would be. Even more meaningful, but it's meaningful on its own because I I think it does does celebrate the bond that they have and and the way that they immediately click when they come back together, no matter how much time it is. And I think that's apparent in, in the tours as well.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lessing Bruce. Maureen Van Zant was nice enough to agree to sit down to a second interview, and you're about to hear that discussion. We recorded this on Sunday, November 1st, a couple of days before the election. When we recorded this, we did not know what was going to happen. Um, I'm going to edit this and release it on November 3rd, But um, I will upload this on Sunday, November 1st, when you listen to this on Wednesday going, hey, why are they talking about this? That's why. It was in the future, and the future hadn't happened yet, to quote Bruce. But here's my discussion with Marine Van Zandt hello everyone and welcome to another episode of set lusting bruce your podcast all about bruce springsteen his music and mostly his fans i am your host jesse jackson and i am thrilled that my good friend maureen van zandt is joining me again maureen welcome back to the podcast
0: long time no see jesse
1: (laughs) yes i know this was so funny um you were kind enough to join me um, just, it seemed like just a month or so ago, and everyone loved your discussion, but you were so nice. You came back and said, hey, I think your listeners were a little uh, disappointed we didn't talk more about the band, and I said, well, I wanted to talk about your projects, and you were like, well, yeah, but we could talk about the band, and so thanks for joining me again.
0: Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here, and uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I think that's why people are are listening and and um i am happy to you know as as you know i'm not going to give any personal
1: of course not yes we're not so w- first off if how we are
0: talk music we can tell yeah okay
1: how are you and steven doing as we two things one as we another crazy month into the pandemic and two or three days before the election
0: it's just a very, very tense time. You know, um, the, the pandemic thing, it, it, day to day, it, it, um, it affects you. Some days you just sort of go on with your life and other days you think, how much longer can we live in this prison? It's really, it's awful. Yeah. I don't think things are, are getting any better. Obviously, we all know that. Right. And that's the election thing, I can't believe it's two days away now. And uh, it's just very, very nerve wracking. I'm not taking anything for granted, despite what I hear. And, um, I'm very worried to be honest that there's going to be some, a lot of unrest no matter who wins. So I
1: I am right there with you, Maureen. Um, my wife and I, um, you know, she's, she's, she's saying, you know, she's afraid to get her hopes up. I told her I'm right. Like I I find myself really weird that, um, I I am happy every time I see a poll showing that what they project the results will be. Right. But at the same time, it scares me because I don't want to get my hopes up. And someone said we have post uh, traumatic uh, election disorder from last time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've never gotten over that. That happened on my birthday.
1: Oh no. Yes.
0: That that was was a really terrible evening.
1: (laughs) It was. And so, um, so we are, um, you know, it's kind of funny, my my adult son is coming to spend the night with us, we're going to order pizza, we're going to have it, and we're just all set to, you know, watch the election returns, and we do realize that there's a good chance we know, won't know the results Tuesday night or even Wednesday morning, but uh, we're going to kind of all take it as together as a family, so.
0: Exactly, yeah, I have a feeling we're not going to know, unless there's a huge landslide, I think there's not going to be um, a definitive answer, and and I think it's it's going to get ugly if it goes the wrong way.
1: <laughs> I, I think it is too, and um, my my hope and. Um, there's three people in the Jackson household that have done our part to make Texas turn blue. And the, the uh, reality is if something happens miraculously in Texas, I think that's a really good sign because, yeah, that's that, what you a know. lot of us are waiting to see. And I, yes. I,
0: really, I hope you guys come through. I love Texas and I, I, <laughs> I want this to happen so badly for many reasons.
1: <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Well, moving on to, hopefully happier talk. The last time we talked there was rumors flying everywhere about a new E Street Band album and um, I, awesome. I know and I was, I was like okay do not ask her, do not ask her because one she, you shouldn't put her in that awkward position and two that's, it's just not what we were going to talk about. And then we got the wonderful surprise. And I've been saying over and over again, Maria, that before we knew Marine, I said, okay, if I get a new E Street Band album in October, a new president in November, maybe 2020 is not the worst year ever.
0: Yeah, maybe it can be salvaged <laughs> yes, on the Yes. Uh, I, I hope. And, and and the truth is, Jesse, I didn't know a thing about the album. I mean, obviously, I knew that they had recorded. Yeah. I, I, I never really know that stuff. I, I kind of, like to um hear these things when they are released. I even do that with Stevens Records.
1: Okay, really?
0: Listen to this song or and I'll say no, I want to hear it when the uh, the day that it's put out. I'm I'm weird like that. I think it goes back to my um Beatles Beatle maniac days when yeah. I would wait and everybody would wait for that record to come out. We'd all be sitting by our little transistor radios and, and it was so exciting. And I, I think I still like that. I'm still a, still a child in many ways. Well,
1: I, I could get that. And uh, there was a lot of discussion and, and you know, and I was like, I, I'm, I'm waiting in our house and my wife was raised. They opened their Christmas presents on Christmas Eve. Uh and my house, it was Christmas morning, and and there's a lot of, uh, we've been married over 35 years, and so there's a lot of compromises, but one of the things I was a jerk about is like, no, when we have a child, he opens his presents Christmas morning, and there's a lot of things I compromised on, but not that, and it was hilarious, because a few years ago, he was like, 2021 20, and we are like well we're gonna have to get up early I said why don't we just go ahead and open them Christmas Eve right he's like no dad we can't we can't <laughs> so, so that's how I felt about the new Bruce and E Street Band album I'm like I want to wait to that official day a couple of things one last year when Stephen was meeting with the with the rest of the group and they were heading to bruce's house i assume they don't do a massive sleepover for the five days right like they don't he doesn't bring his sleeping bag and like okay hey i'll see you in five days we're gone to record <laughs>
0: <laughs> they brought their little uh, you know portable record players and listen
1: to yes and dance yeah time. yeah i <laughs> (laughs) Part of me pictured this big slumber party of the E Street band, right? Like, like Roy's on one side, his sleeping bag, you know, and Gary's on, you know, like he's got the top bunk and they're all like, okay, you know.
0: I love that idea. And that would have been a whole different movie, I think. Yes, it would have
1: been, wouldn't it? (laughs) So when he came home, uh, you know, what was his feelings about the recording?
0: Um, you know the, the truth is that we never really talked about it okay um, i mean when when he came home i, I don 't think there was any discussion. And I think a lot of that is that i don 't ask about things like that because okay. when it 's my time to know it i 'm going to know it but I, I do remember when um, he had completed the work, he was just so thrilled about it mm-hmm. um, and and um, just just nothing but you know excitement and positive comments, not anything in detail. Right. I didn't know any of the songs. I didn't know any titles. I didn't know anything like that. And again, I didn't ask. Um, but but I think there was like generally a, a, a very, very happy feeling around it.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, I watched the film and uh, my wife is is a casual um, Bruce and E Street Band fan. And um, yesterday she watched the film with me and came across at how much she enjoyed watching them, and watching them, and and enjoyed the songs. You tweeted something about the emotion you were feeling about the songs. Do you want to share that a little bit?
0: Well, I actually saw, I had heard a couple of the songs, and I saw the film before I heard the entire album. And um, Stephen was watching it actually mm-hmm. happened to walk into the room and you know I'm, I'm very very ignorant about a lot of this stuff yeah and I said what's this and he said this is the film I told you because I remember he had gone down to um to add some things to the, the film I, I think and, and I, that was the person they were doing it and anyway he was watching it and I thought oh, I'll watch this another time and then I looked at it for two minutes and I became completely caught up and mesmerized by it and and um it it was I think maybe seeing it that way made it more emotional to me because you were you were seeing um, the past and present and and juxtaposition of it was was very emotional to me. You know Bruce's narration yes was very beautiful and I of course personally was thinking of how long I've I've known most of these guys. I mean I you know, when I came around, it, it, there were several people in that film who were not in, in the band at the time, obviously. Yeah. And it just really, you know, brought me back to those days and it, it made me feel um, feelings of obviously aging and time passing and losses over the years. And it, it just really, it, it just hit me in a very, very deep way. And I immediately went to listen to the album after I saw it and, and it was the same feeling um, I, I think when you associate what you're hearing to something visual, it's it, it really, you know, I, I always just say in the MTV days, I kind of would rather hear the song and not see the video. But in, in this case, seeing that and then hearing it really made the songs more meaningful to me. And um, I mean, I just, there, there's an emotion that goes through the entire record. Um, it's It's in the melodies. It's not even so much the lyrics, I'm not one of these people that knows lyrics right away, I have to listen and listen and listen, but I just listen for the feel of the song, and it just it was overwhelming to me You know, brought tears to my eyes, and there's still there there's some songs on that record that um, I have a hard time listening to now, in, in a good way, um, right. like Last Man Standing mm-hmm. I can't, you know, it, it really puts you in, in the place of, of where Bruce is, of being that you know, you're in, in a band with your, your best friends and it's, it's exciting. It's the beginning of the rock, you know, the sixties sure. and, and, and you're in a band and, and you're young and you have the whole world ahead of you and you're excited and, and you maybe don't make it with that band, but it's still that exciting, like the, that excitement, like we're going to make it. Yeah. And then you hear him singing about they're all gone and he's, he's the last one. And it's just, it's just heartbreaking to me just to think of him being in that position. I wonder what he's feeling.
1: You know, a couple of things there. One, when Linda, and that's my wife's name, um, she, she was saying, I, I just have problems. This was right when wrecking ball came in about 2012 and we were going to go up to Louisville here from Dallas to see the show. And Um, she says, I just have problem understanding the lyrics. I just, sometimes I can't understand Bruce's voice. And I said, well, treat it as an instrumental, treat his voice as just another instrument. Just, just listen to the emotion and don't even try to understand what he's saying. Just treat his, you know, the same way we do like Peter and the wolf, right? Like the clarinet and the, you know, the French horn and the different things. And, um, and that really helped her to enjoy the emotions of the songs. And she said the same thing yesterday. She's like, um, and of course we had subtitles on, but she goes, I don't even need to look at the subtitles, just the, the emotion in the, the voice and, and hearing the band play. Um, and I, I, I agreed with that. And Maureen in, and when they did the river tour, the the second river tour, yes. I had said that I felt like there was when I watched them on stage a joy because they realized the road in front of them is shorter than the road behind them. They lost Clarence, they've lost Clarence, they've lost Danny, um, Prince, you know, David Bowie and and not that it was a morbid feeling. It was just the idea, we don't know how many more times we're going to get to do this. And every time we do it, we're just going to embrace it and live in the moment.
0: Yeah, and I... I think that's what will happen. I think that um, seeing this film, a lot of people were saying, oh, it's a goodbye from Bruce and the band. And I, I, don't, I don't see it as that, really. I, I think it's more of a in a way an acknowledgement or even a celebration in a way of look at how far we, we got. Yes. And, you know, this is, this is what it taught us. This is what we've got from it. And I I don't see it as the end of anything. I I guess you could, I mean, if if they never did another tour that that film would be even more meaningful, but it's meaningful on its own because I I think it it does, it does celebrate the bond that they have and, and the way that, they immediately click when they come back together, no matter how much time it is. And I think that's apparent in in the tours as well.
1: Yeah, and and I agree with that. I feel like there is that friendship. And, you know, one of the things that was really nice seeing is um, watching Stephen or Gary or Roy, you know, the input they give to Bruce as they're, you know, recording because, and he, he talks about the narration, right? That they have been, they are his friends that they have been working together so long. There is a understanding and, and almost a silent communication. And I think that was really beautiful how they captured that. Um, What I did find a little bittersweet is the discussion of Touring in Italy and being there four days, you know, and and talking about like little Stevens, your 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 wonderful spouse, right? Your his eyes light up the idea of four days in Italy. You could just see the food, the wine, the you oh, know, the yeah. culture. Yeah. He, you know,
0: Italy to him, he's there. <laughs> yeah, and
1: and the idea they're all just excited about to be on the road again, and you know, not to get back into this, but. You know, I've I've seen Bruce in interviews go maybe 2022 if things are the best. And I know that makes that makes them sad and it makes the audience sad.
0: It it, it is because obviously the older you get, two years away seems like a very long time and and very well can be. Um, You know, yet I'm looking at, at, at as horrible as it's been this since the pandemic started, it's actually gone by rather quickly in another way. Yes, and I, I don't think that Bruce nor the band are going to want to plan to go out there unless they know it's perfectly safe for everybody and everyone feels comfortable doing it. And and you know you don't want to do that under restricted restricted circumstances. You know I've been to, I think I, I talked about this last time. Maybe that I, I went to a concert that was yes you did was, was, was distance and it was it was nice. Like I said, to hear the music, but I think you want the whole experience and. I don't think we're gonna get that until things are really, really cleared and we just we just have to keep keep the faith. That that's that's all I say every day. You know, just have some faith, have some hope and it's gonna be okay.
2: Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds.
0: Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit
1: that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package.
0: And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S.
1: I think that is well said, very well said. Um, I'm curious in... um, you, you talked about that often, you know, you don't ask the questions about how the music's going, whether it's his own albums or that just because that's just, you're kind of letting him do his own thing. Um, marriage is a partnership and I'm curious, like often Linda and I will have discussions about what's going on in each other's lives as far as a career and work wise. Um, if I could go all the way back, right. When, um, Steven is, you know, the born in the USA has happened and, and, you know, and Steven's like, well, I want to go solo. And then he wants to, you know, then you go a few months, he does the Sopranos, Lillehammer, returning East street band. How much of that does he talk to you about and seek your guidance and, and, you know, and because, you know, because of the partnership in a marriage.
0: Well, it's, um, It's different every situation. I think the leaving the band part uh, we did talk about because a big part of that was getting involved politically in political issues and activism. And to be honest, that was something I didn't quite fully get. Okay. I you know feel very strongly about certain things. I certainly participated in protests and and, in you know, my younger days and, um, but I, I didn't quite get that intensity that he felt about it. And, and I felt it was, I kept saying, well, why can't you do both? Why can't you do that yeah. and, and stay in the band? And I think he just, and it was not only about the activism, obviously he had songs that he had written. He had work that he wanted to do. Um, and and I think when you're an artist, you have to um, express that or yes. you're never going to be happy. And I think you sometimes have to express it at a risk of yeah. losing things. And and I think that that's what he did. I think maybe the, the activism kind of was a trigger to push him ahead. discussing that with him one thing I do know is that when you they're going to do what feels right for them
1: absolutely and,
0: and it's it's well taken I don't I don't think do you think that you know when you have that vision nothing a real artist I don't think anyone's going to stop you from doing it and if you don't do it you regret it
1: yeah and i I think it's what's fascinating is um in recent interviews over the past two or three years um Stephen has been very outspoken that he now tells current groups you can do both like right? like like remember to keep the band together ultimately and and I think that's interesting to hear the discussion um well, I think
0: that was that was the lesson he learned, yeah. And you know, um, also when you're younger, yes, um, you, you kind of, you can be more impulsive about things, more impetuous about things. And like I said, it's not that it wasn't thought out, but, but you, yeah. you have that, that urge to, to get out there and, you know, say what you have to say and do what you have to do. And, and that can't be stopped and, and you can't really have regrets. Once you decide to do something like that, you can only say, okay, that was an experience. I, I learned from it. And, um, you know, it's, it's very obvious that he's been able to put the disciples back together again, I think, yes. better than ever.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And, and not have to sacrifice other things, you know, it's a sacrifice while you're doing it. But these things can coexist. I think he learned a lot of, of, of that con- about that concept is when he did Sopranos, because yeah. he, had, he had had a, a solo career and things, you know, kind of got quiet and all of a sudden he gets his TV job and then all of a sudden Bruce decides to put the band (laughs) back.
1: Yes, I know.
0: (laughs) And go on tour. So he's flying in from, you know, Barcelona to go shoot the next morning. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy, but I think that that really taught him that, yes, you can do both things and, and that how wonderful it is to be able to do more than one thing that you love. Not many people get to do that.
1: Yeah. I think that is, that's a great story. And, you know, what I especially like and the idea of no regrets um, very early in in Linda and I's marriage we we made a pact that um, we would not say I told you so like if 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 we made a decision and, and she didn't agree with my decision or I didn't agree with her decision the time to speak up was before the decision was made right and then if the decision turns out poorly you say, okay, we made the best decision we could at the time, but you could not then say, oh, you know, I always thought it was a bad idea. No, no, no. The time to have said that was before we made the decision, right?
0: That, that's a, a great rule that you set up there because I think it saved you a lot of heartache.
1: <laughs> I, I do think that has been one of the reasons why our, our, our partnership and our, our, our friendship and marriage has been good is that, you know, we say that together and then we both will say, you know, and, and sometimes we'll say, well, this may be a bad decision, but it's the best bad decision we can make at this point, <laughs> right? Like we don't have a good decision. We just, here's the best bad decision we could make and kind of go forward.
0: Yeah. You you just can't go back on those things. And, and again, I think as you get older, that's, that's a bit of the wisdom that, that you get that. You know, you make your choices and and keep yeah. with them. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't work out. And on to the next thing.
1: So, from an insider's perspective, you know, it's the it's the end of the '90s, and you know, they're talking about doing a reunion tour. You know, what was your feelings, not only as as you know as as a partner to steven but as a fan? What were your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I mean, I obviously thought it was a great idea and and very exciting and and I was really um, most excited for him and and the guys because I I, I think that um, he seems never happier, I mean, aside from doing his own thing, but I think that um, working with Bruce is really such a source of, of joy to him and he's so committed to helping Bruce express what, what he wants to express and, and to, you know, Bruce has the vision and it's going to be there no matter who is working with him. But I think it's, it's the idea of just being a part of, of making that dream become real or true or, or, or whatever, however you want to say it. I, I think that he gets a great joy out of being that in, in Bruce's life and his musical life, especially. I, I think that um, it, it means a lot to him to participate in that. So I I, I thought it, it was very exciting news. I mean, it, it, it's, it's always fun.
1: Yeah, you know what's what's I think is funny to me is as I was watching, going back to the film "Letter to You." There's a point where Stephen is giving suggestions, and I I backed it up and I said, "Look, Linda, if you close your eyes, that looks like Silvio telling Tony something." <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: And, I, and he's obviously said this in a lot of interviews. I think that's why he um, felt comfortable doing Sopranos. He was not an actor and right. he was going out to a set with some, some experienced actors and never having done it before. Um, it, it was daunting. But, but I think that he felt comfortable being put in that role again as Consigliere. And I think that that is what, what he is to Bruce, has, has been from the beginning
1: yeah
0: and, um you know one other thing i noticed from the film is that every time he did do that i, I saw how animated and excited he would get doing that and I, I thought this is you know this could be somebody who's you know 18 doing this yes. this was, was was that feeling and uh, I, I thought it was it was really really cool
1: yeah i you know one of the things you can see too is that how long these band members have been friends you know the easy confidence and like him and Stephen talking about you know the CYOs and the beach clubs and all the different places they toured and the other stuff was it just kind of they did look like almost teenagers again as they were talking about it like oh man if you got this club you were big time you know and here are two guys that have Individually and collectively, played for millions of people, and there was a joy in their heart. And they're just talking about that as they were teenagers. They got a gig that maybe a couple hundred people showed, but oh, that means we had made it.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the excitement, really. When it's not after you've achieved it, that's satisfaction. But the excitement is is really you know those first gigs playing to ten people, and and the people getting excited and. I I think that that's why I didn't see the film as oh we're just reminiscing about the old days. I I felt that that's still with them. Yeah, and I think it was with them in that room, recording this record.
1: I think so too. I absolutely do. Um, You know, when you 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 mention often that you will you won't go to every show on a tour, and like sometimes you don't even travel with the guys, but when you do are there favorite cities, countries that you love to visit that you, you personally, and also that the guys love going to?
0: Well, Stephen says, I like the shopping trip, which
1: is is probably true. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs)
0: London, Rome, Paris. Um, I, I've always loved London. I I did live there for a while. We, we have many great, great friends there. So that's, that's always something I, I will not miss. Um, I love going to, to Italy with them. Um, I, I just think everyone always seems so very relaxed there and and having fun. Um, I, I know for the band, I, I think Spain is a huge country that they, you know, I, I think they, there are countries where the fans are, are more demonstrative <laughs> than others. Yes. And I think they really, I know in Spain they go crazy, Italy they go crazy, and uh, Ireland. I, I think that, you know, every place has its own particular type of fan. And it's, it's always so cool to me. And again, I don't travel with them that much. And in the beginning, I, I, I did perhaps a little bit more. But when I do go these places, you, you, you get a very distinct feeling from the, the crowds in, in each country. And I always would love to walk in and out of the hotel and have the fans come up and talk because it, it, it's just it's just so interesting you know, to meet them on their home bases and, and, and see how they feel and the perspective that, that they have from seeing the band in, in their hometown. And um, I, I just, I think it never never really gets old or, or tired. I, you know, when I've been with the band, they always seem to have, have a great time wherever they are. The, um, you know, a lot of them are very into trying the greatest restaurants in in each town. Sure, absolutely. Some, some of us are in it for the shopping. Um, yes. Or just the, I mean, I personally, I just like the atmosphere. I like getting out in the street and just walking around yeah. and, you know, seeing what people are doing and hearing what they're saying and going and sit in a, you know, restaurant or a diner or, you know, nothing, nothing fancy. I, I don't like that, but just kind of hanging out and and um, it, it's such a, a really amazing way of 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 seeing the world you know in a way that i don't think i I, I would have
1: yeah i do got to share a story just that you you i think will make you smile and um so the guys were coming to dallas during the river tour and um it was on like a tuesday night and um sunday night um at the big Cowboy Stadium was Wrestlemania you know the big event okay and so I'm there Tuesday night before the show at the Hard Rock Cafe and um, I was talking to someone and and two guys from Ireland you could tell from their accent had Wrestlemania shirts on and they went and I can't do an Irish accent but they go excuse me I heard you mentioning Bruce Springsteen are you a Bruce Springsteen fan I go oh yeah I said he is he's a He's playing tonight, tonight. Oh, we have tickets when he's going to be in Dublin, but our flight leaves it in three hours, going back to Ireland. He's today? I'm like, yes. Oh." And I was like, I, I just their hearts were broken, that they had missed that far. I, I said I would have gotten on the phone with American Airlines and said, "You don't understand. You have to change my flight.
0: Absolutely. Yes. I mean, the, the I've seen a lot of uh, European foreign fans in America. Uh, we used to live on Fifty Seventh Street, and and we had a um, a big courtyard in front of the building. And and you know, fans, you know, will find out where where people live, obviously. And there was always this. Every summer, there would be this group of Italian fans who would kind of come and and hang out there. And I sort of, you know, just got to know them. You know, I'd walk (laughs) out and sit and talk with them. And and they were just there. They always were such fun, you know, like such excitement. I think the European fans really, I think um, it it may be that mentality that they have for sports, they go all out. Yes, I think they have that same attitude for music. And they really love music. I mean, these are people that will stand in the rain for hours, that will stand in the pool yes. for hours. They know every word to every song. They don't move during the concert. They stay. I mean, I've watched this from the side of the stage, like pouring rain. I think these people have not left to get a drink, go to the bed. They're just there and they're, they're enraptured by it. And, and they, they just have that kind of attitude. And I just I always love seeing the foreign fans, even on the street, walking around in Europe, because they're, they're completely excited yeah and, and it's it's just so cool you know to to think that you know and, and not me obviously, but that the guys can cause that that kind of um, excitement in people and enthusiasm it's just really beautiful
1: it it really is and i I have not been lucky enough to go to a show overseas, and that's on my bucket list um, for that reason you know you see. Um, you know you'll, you'll see film clips or you'll see you know, like the DVDs they've done or um, you know you'll hear the official releases and you'll hear the crowd and it's just it's just amazing so that's that's really awesome. Do I, I'm curious once the and I was thinking of you know they finish a tour and and and, and you and Stephen get home are there things that, like he or you both like miss? Like okay, as much as you love the road, is there like restaurants you love, or like I, I can't get wait to get into my favorite slippers, or you know, like uh, I want to, I want to, I want to sit in bed and read the Times. I'm like, I wonder if there's things you both kind of go through that, oh, it's good to be home.
0: Well, you know, as I said, I don't really travel with them, right. so I go. It's going to go for a short trip yeah i'm I'm gonna go for a short trip here and there and um the main thing that that i miss is my dog i I can't bear to leave this little creature and um i would i had considered last tour i wanted to bring her but she has a um a condition that that is um a lot of her breed have it's it's called chiare syndrome which is a it's sort of a neurological thing that affects their necks and and something Mm -hmm. to do spinal fluid buildup uh if she flew it would really be painful
1: oh no okay
0: so i the last tour that they did i thought okay you've got the plane you know people are taking their kids and not sure. if it's a family thing now so i'm going to bring the dog and then i spoke to the vet and he, he said not not a good idea and I, of course i would never put her through it so right. um, that would have been interesting i would have liked to have you know traveled with, with her and
1: had Yeah, that, that would have been nice yeah
0: you know, Stephen can't stand to be away from her for a minute so that would have been really really great for him but yeah I think you know for me it, it, it's that and um I I like being in my house and I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I like um you know being being in places that I that that I know you know things that you know restaurants that they go neighborhood places stores things like that there there's you know great comfort in that and I think for him it's a you know, it's, it's a whole different thing because if I go out and visits, it's for a very short time. It's a vacation. It's not a vacation for him.
1: Right. It, it's work.
0: Well, I mean, it, it's a very nice job. And, yeah. you, and you, uh, there are a lot of uh, rewards to having this job that are aside from the, the, the music and the playing. So I think for him, he, he likes to uh go home and, and sit out in the terrace. Obviously, if it's warm weather, just kind of sit outside and read a book or listen to music out there. Just very simple things. You know, I, I have noticed that when he does come home from a tour, he doesn't really want to go out all that I bet. He kind He of wants to be in the house and just not have to get dressed up and not, not have to worry about anything and just, you know, have fun, watch TV, uh, just, just do really boring things.
1: So one of the things that I really have enjoyed and, um, if you want to share him with this, um, I have enjoyed his um, being my um, AMC um, Ameri movie classic or Turner Classics okay. reminder right <laughs> like like oh I don't need to worry about missing a classic because on Twitter Steven's gonna say hey here's a good double feature coming up and they' there have been times where I've went, Oh, I didn't know that was happening. Let me pull up the DVR real quick and set that. So
0: yeah, I call it Stevie wow. TV.
1: Yes, it is. That's so funny. But I, I I feel that he saw that for me because
0: I used to be the one. Oh that, yes. Okay. That would say, cause he was always too busy to be, um, you know, watching what was on TCM. And now since the, the pandemic has started, yeah. out, he's been been home a lot. And, uh, and and it's just funny because I, I, I just really crack up when I when I see that on Twitter because and, and it's always very specific kind of movies that that he likes.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. You all have similar tastes in movies.
0: No. <laughs> no. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> uh, I always say like he's in one TV in one room watching TV. I'm in another. And his, in his my room, you hear all kinds of romantic music, and and, and then his you hear crashing and shooting and banging it and people screaming at each other. So it's, it's a whole different thing, but uh he's very specific. I mean, I mean there are a, a lot of movies we do, obviously, uh, love in common. We were just talking about, um obviously, the the, the loss of Sean Connery, which is-
1: Yes, just is horrible. Bad.
0: And there are two movies that we both really, really love. One is, is called um The Man Who Would Be King. Yes. And the, other is the Wind and the Lion. And they're just, they're not really- I mean, I guess maybe at the time that they, they, they were probably big movies, but now I don't think I really remember, but just two beautiful movies. So we do have a lot of com- a lot in common um as far as that quality of movie. But as far as the pure entertainment kind of things, I'll watch all these Victorian, you know, crying and uh yep. <laughs> type things and, and, and anything British I'll <laughs> watch. And and he is more of, of the action uh Hero type movie. And
1: so, so what I find what's funny in our marriage is Linda's DVR will be filled with um, a lot of Discovery, True Crime, Who Done It, Snapped, mm-hmm. all this stuff, and mine's filled with Hallmark movie channels, and you know, and and comedies. And um, I I made the joke that I was okay. Till I felt like she was making notes on she got away with it. I was oh. like, okay, we're like, okay, Linda, are you, are you, you sure this is not this is entertainment, not research? Not, you know? Not
0: research. <laughs> I know, he always makes fun of me because I watch this channel called Reels a lot. Yes, uh, Linda which,
1: loves Reels,
0: which is you know we called the death channel because. <laughs> it's cool autopsies and legacies of people and how someone killed people and they do a lot of serial killer stuff on that. And I am obsessed with all of that stuff. And he kind of freaks out. If I walk in a room and see you watch another Charles Manson documentary movie, I'm going to start getting really worried. (laughs)
1: Um, yes, I, I will pick at her. I'm like, okay, you pause this almost like you're a teenage boy watching something like an R-rated movie. You're like, oh, don't <laughs> let me catch. So yes, that is funny. Um, so are both of you big readers?
0: Yes. Very and, what, I think, I think uh, lately he, more than, than I am, I've been, you know, since... We've been home a lot, I was thinking, oh i'm going to read all these books that I started and't did finish, but i think i've been I've gotten more involved in doing theater things and sure. acting things on' Zoom, which I didn't think could be possible and which is is happening um but he he reads all the time he reads different kinds of books th- than I read, obviously he'll read yeah. a lot of political books and um you know things that again are are very interesting and, and great books but i I tend to go more towards the biographies and autobiographies and okay. things, things about the arts um, yeah. stuff like that. So, but, but yeah, yeah, I've always been a very, very avid reader since I was a little kid. I used to take a flashlight into bed with me because me my mother would tell me I had to go to sleep sure. and I would read under the under the covers because I, I was so desperate to read everything. And I, I think that was really my education. I mean, you know, obviously I did go to school, but I think I learned a lot from reading
1: yeah um i i the same thing I just kind of will read anything um you mentioned biographies autobiographies did you read bruce's and absolutely. what did you what did you think of that i mean because you have a unique perspective of reading that
0: well you know when when you write an autobiography it's it's your point of view
1: yes absolutely
0: so, um there are things that maybe i i was there for that i didn't remember exactly the same way but every and and. And everyone will have their own perspective about things. And I sure. always find that really, really interesting. Sure. Um,
1: I appreciated yeah, I, I, I the honesty. It was a very, Go
0: ahead. Very beautifully written book. You know, yeah. and I think it was very open. You know, I've read a lot of autobiographies where they, they gloss over the things that could be you know darker or uglier. And, and, and I felt that he really was, was very brave to, to talk about a lot of things that, that he did talk about.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I was really struck by his his honesty and his struggles with depression. Um, I also was really impressed that he said that, you know, he actually says, here's Michael Pell's book. He will have a different story, a version of what happened than uh, I did. And you should listen, read his book to hear his story. And I think that spoke a lot of Bruce's fairness and his perspective of you know, I, I think finding his Zenness, so to speak.
0: Yeah, I, I think in any experience, any shared experience, the people who are part of that are going to tell a, a, a different story because it, it, it's all colored by what they're feeling, what they're they're maybe seeing things that the other person doesn't see. I mean, I'll have yeah. someone say to me, like, don't you remember this time when we went here and this happened? And I'll say, no, I don't remember that at all, but I know it happened. Yes. It's, not, it's not true. It's just that you have a filter. Um yeah, you know, that that you see it through.
1: So if we were going to ask you as a typical um, Disciples or Soul or East Street Band fan, do you have some favorite songs? Could you list them or is it just too close to home to you?
0: Well, it's not that it's close to home, but there's probably too many. Okay. Uh, I, I, Bruce songs, I'm going to say Drive All Night, Back in Your Arms, the river, meeting across the river. Oh my God. There there, there are just so many. And um, a lot of Stephen's songs, I, I, I do love all those early songs. I, I love the latest Disciples records. I think that the songs are really, really cool.
1: I do uh, think so. I agree.
0: And I, I do love the, um, the Men Without Women record. And, and of course, a, a lot of, of what he wrote, was written when we first were together so the songs are very personal
1: i was going to ask that question because um gillette from you know Pin and teller mm-hmm. was telling the story that sometimes people have a different perspective and he was talking that they had asked one of um uh, bob dylan's sons who was his favorite beetle and he said george because he let us stay up past bedtime
0: he was mine not for that reason but he was mine too is mine
1: so so i don't know if that's a true story but you know it it is a funny story and the idea right that if you have a different perspective um you you know depending on your relationship so there are songs that i hear that make me that bring back memories to me i assume there are both steven and bruce songs that may bring a memory back of oh. I laugh because of this one, not because of the song, but because I remember the circumstances of when I heard it first or, you know, Stephen or Bruce sharing with, you know, to you guys writing about it. Any of those you can come to mind?
0: Um, well, I, I do remember um, when they were recording The River. I, that was maybe about the only time I ever went to the studio. A lot of it had to do with the, the fact that I, I became very friendly with, with a woman. Uh, Pamela Johnson who was the manager of the power station where where they recorded it and I would kind of probably go there more to hang out with her sure do anything else but I I remember uh, them recording Sherry Darling and and wanted everybody to make noise during. okay sure yes screaming and clapping and yelling that's kind of everybody who was there so I I, I always think of that um god there's, there's probably so so many um Disciples obviously I've I've, I've been around those guys when when they've recorded a bit in the studio again not to you know hang out and and uh, be a fly in the wall but I would just you know Stephen would take Edie to the studio with him and I'd go and pick her up and I'd walk in and they'd be working out a song and and I remember there's a song on the um, latest Disciples album that they use something from the Wizard of Oz where the uh, it's just some sound effect from there. And I saw yeah. all the guys around the computer watching the wizard of Oz and trying to copy this <laughs> singing that they were doing in it. And I walked in on this and I thought, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> and so, I mean, there, there's just so, so many things like that.
1: That's uh, wonderful. So you, you're talking about what, what can you tell us about future projects you've got going on for yourself?
0: Um, I, I just, um filmed a, a Zoom production of, of, of a play okay. called Closer. So uh, we're editing that right now. We did a little Halloween video for my theater company. I, um, I've been cast in, in a TV pilot that's a series, hopefully a series called Scarlet and the Mobster, which is supposed to be shooting in December. In LA, I don't know how I feel about the traveling. I don't know that it will happen. I have a feeling that the country could possibly go on another lockdown or, yeah. or definitely restricted um, measures because of the way the cases are starting to spike again because of yeah. the carelessness of a lot of people, and that's you know that's what I'm going to blame it on.
1: Absolutely, I'm going to blame that too.
0: And uh, so I don't know when or if this will happen. This has been in the works for quite a while and, and I'm looking forward to that. And mostly I, I just you know would love to get back on stage with, with my, my theater company because that's really what, what, what I love doing. And um, fingers crossed, you know, live theater, any live performance, I think that's gonna be the last thing coming back. So I really feel um you know i feel it for not only actors but musicians you know there are no venues where they can play now i i know there are a few that are starting to open up a bit but mostly for singer songwriters so if you have like yeah. one person up there with the guitar and you can kind of keep the crowd away from each other they're, they're doing that now but i, I think that you know what i want to see rock and roll bands i, I don't sure. know what, what's going to happen there but yeah that's um uh, that's about it. I just look look forward to the, you know, look, back, look forward to going ballet again. I, 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 yeah. I you know, the, the arts in general are such a big part of, of my life. Not, not only the performing part, but the observing part and the uh, nourishing part of life. So I, I really miss all of that.
1: Yeah. I was hearing um, Aaron Sorkin was talking about his new film, you know, the trial of Chicago seven. And, you know, he was talking about that, you know, um, to Kill a Mockingbird, you know, and other, you know, plays that he, you know, like he had that on Broadway and everything on Broadway shut down now, all the arts were, same thing here in Dallas. There's no, there's no ballet. There's no, none of the orchestras. There's just, and it is, it's a sad thing there. You know, I've seen a couple of the local theater companies are trying to do Zoom performances you know, to try to keep going and to help stay creative, but it isn't the same thing.
0: No, it's not. And I have a lot of experience been doing that now. I've been doing it for months. And, um, you know, we, like I said, we did this play and it's a great play and, and it, it ends up somewhere in between a play and a film, but it's yeah. not the one. And you don't, you know, when, when you're performing in, in a theater piece or even music, of course, if you're not in the room with, the people you're performing with, you're not getting that energy that that you need from them or that you all need together as an ensemble. So that's what's really tough. It's very isolating. Even though you're getting to do something creative and, you know, God knows it's it's helped me survive through this thing, just to be able to do things like that, to have to learn lines and occupy myself and distract myself from the horrors of what's going on out there. Um, it's great, but it it is, it's a very isolating experience in in the end. And, and it's just, it's not the same, you know, again, I'm, I'm happy that it's there, but it's not what what we all want.
1: So Maureen, thank you so much for your time. You are always so sweet and so kind. I I always have fun talking to you. Um, We are going to keep our fingers crossed that um, good things are happening in the country. Um, My, my hope is, that the nation is going to prove kindness, choose, um, you know, compassion and true, honestly, com- you know, confidence, <laughs> you
0: know, how uh, can it be any other way? Yeah, uh, so that's why I, I think I don't want to get too excited about it, because I think it's going to be a huge, huge letdown and, and it's disaster, really, if, if it goes the other way.
1: I you absolutely agree with you You
0: can't look at these two men side by side and see what one represents and what the other represents is so polar opposite um and, and I think that you know whatever people think of Biden I think he's a really a good person and a compassionate man and I think that he will care you know that that's what you want you want want a leader that cares and I and we don't have that
1: well And this will be our last political talk, and then I'll let you go, right? But, like, during one of the debates, they asked him, the specific question was, what would you say to, you know, you're declared the winner, what are you going to say? And, you know, Trump said something that just made no sense, and Uh Biden succinctly looked and said, you may not have voted for me, but I'm still your president. I'm going to be the president
0: that was very, very emotional moment. Yeah. Was, I, 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 I do, you know, look all, all politicians to some extent are bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot of corruption, but, but I think there, there is a real heart and soul there. And, and I, I really hope that he gets a chance to try to, you know, help dig us out from under, because we, we really, we really need somebody like that right now.
1: Absolutely. And I do want, if, if, Um, I want to make sure that you share to, um, thank you for doing this, but also let Steven know. And and when you talk to the other guys, Bruce and whatever, that, um, this album was really a tonic for our soul. And I'm going to speak not for the whole, um, Springsteen fandom, but at least for me and my listeners, by far, the feedback I've gotten from everyone who's joined me on the show, from everything on Twitter, that this has been a shot of joy that we desperately needed.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it makes me so happy to see that, because obviously, I I don't do much social media, I do Twitter, and I'm on on it probably more than I should be. But just the the comments, uh, it's just really very touching to see how people really needed this you know, it would have been yeah. great no matter what. In, Absolutely, in great times. It would still be a beautiful record and 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 a source of great joy and entertainment for everyone. But I think right now, it it's um, it was just so needed, and, and I think it's really lifted people's spirits and, and their hearts. And and uh, I I think it's in a way the timing couldn't have been better.
1: I, I totally agree with you. Thank you, Maureen. You are oh, a lovely you person. You and, you. you and Steven, stay safe. Be care- good. And uh, I'm sure that we will be meeting somewhere down the road.
0: Absolutely. You
1: thank, you, uh-huh. thank you, ma'am. Thanks for us. <laughs> well, yes, indeed. Bye-bye. Bye. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlessingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter at setlessingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Brew shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only setlisting bruce and bruce is part of the southgate media podcast group the theme for and bruce was written by david rosen used by permission
2: it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football